0: Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome to Trust and Believe. Today, we're getting intimate. So in the beginning of 2020, we had our annual Get Lit event in New York City. And one of the things that we do the night before the event is have an amazing dinner dinner so that I can connect with a lot of you out there. Uh, while I say a lot of you. It's a small amount of you, but it means a lot to me to be able to connect with you. So in this Uh, first part of this two-part series what we're talking about is just really setting up our year how we're going to live it how we're going to live how we're going to strive to be the best that we can be and i really challenge people to write these things down to share their experiences and i think that you should do that too as you listen you know while we are in 2020 2020 has been a A lack of a better way of saying a pretty fucked up year, but it's also how you think about it and what you're going to do to move forward in your life. So sit back, relax, and hopefully you can find ways to enhance your year even more, even though we only have a few months left. Or if you're listening to this at another time, it doesn't matter. You can use this just to continue to enhance your life. Get ready to trust and believe.
1: Huh? What's up? He's better than Oprah. Come on, y'all!
0: This is Sean T, and it's time to trust and believe.
2: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer.
0: Tonight is really about connection. Feel free to speak and talk. And if we just laugh the whole time, like that's what this becomes, you know? Um, All of you here, and I have some new friends here this evening, which I'm so excited about. I feel like a lot of times, you know, the Transformation Center weekends, our safe space calls, or all these things that we do, we kind of, you know, we go into this zone of like motivation and inspiration, and tonight is about connection. And so we're gonna get that by you just being you, laughing, being silly, crying, you know, whatever you wanna talk about. So when we sit down, just like live your best life and let's just have a good time. This year for me is a year of time. Um, I've realized, and it's a funny thing, and those of you that have kids understand, you know, while Scott and I have constantly connected and and we've been present since we've had our children, um, I feel like the last two years is like a blur, really. And so this year I want to like slow down time. Like I know a second is a second, but I kind of want to slow it down to just enjoy the moments and um, not rush through it and, and, and maximize my time with people, places, things, ideas, situations, just, you know. And, and, and that's why I think my word is climb so far, is because it's new for me to slow down. I'm very impatient. Um, if you've done my workouts, you know I'm ready to kick your ass right away. And the new workout that we're doing tomorrow, like enhanced, a, a new thing I tried is different. So, um, cheers to time. Um, Our time together as friends, our time together as building connections, our time inside the struggle, our time inside the challenges, our time inside the insecurities, our, our, you know, just our time wherever it is that you are, our hopefulness, you know, I just think it's really important that we really focus on and, like, breathe. You know, I think if you've heard me say, probably in, in Transform Tournament, I say, breathe in that good air. Because these moments, these these words that you're going through, it's good air, it's so good, it's so good, because the, the more you climb, the more you know, and the more you grow, so, cheers! Lauren and Melissa just asked me, you know, are you still fasting? And I was like, absolutely, I fast every single day. And they're like, oh, you haven't mentioned anything about it. And so, it's so interesting to me, because, um I'm the kind of person that when I f- not I don't want to say fall into doing something, but I'm gonna use that when I fall into doing something that I really love, it literally becomes a lifestyle. Like, and I'm not telling you guys to do intermittent fasting. Y'all might be getting hangry and cuss somebody out. But you should, but you should. But if you leave it up to this one, <laughs> okay, for sure. She's here tomorrow too. So pull her aside. But um, don't worry. But I really yes. believe that I, whether it's exercise, whether it's your relationship like i'm the same thing i'm the same way with with Scott like when when it was brand new, it still feels brand new so like when you when you enter a new relationship right you, you end up you end up saying like oh my gosh like i'm dating like you know I'm dating this new chick you know what I'm saying or whatever you date yeah. but and you tell everybody, but then everyone knows, so then you're just kind of like this is my life right so when, you know same I you Scott as my example. But its I know that when I'm really, really invested in something, like, I stop talking about it. Case in point. You know, when my boys were born, I felt, uh, like... I felt like rubber like I wasn't sleepy I mean I wasn't sleepy I wasn't sleeping I was sleepy as fuck <laughs> um, <laughs> so I wasn't sleeping you, you ever get that like super tired feeling you just feel like nothing can stretch like it's, uh-huh. it's rubbery but it's like it's like Ugh. But anyway, so that's how I was feeling. But, so then I, I was like, oh, I'm going to do a vegetarian, like this vegetarian thing. But I kept talking about it because I was just like, how the fuck am I going to get through this, right? <laughs> but then when I did intermittent fasting, I talked about it like it was new. But then when it became a part of my everyday life, I was like, I don't even need to talk about this. Like, It's so, it just becomes a part of that flow. And I think that all of us can use that whenever you're committing to something, you know, this coming year. Another another example I want to give. If Charlene and I were dating and I broke your heart, you run around and you tell everyone like, oh my God, like he broke my heart, blah, 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 blah. But then when you're over it, you don't talk about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, it's like once you feel free and you feel like something flows in your life, it becomes almost powerfully silent in your mind because you don't have to prove to anyone you're doing something. So who just feel like they started something where you're like, Okay. The goal is to stop talking about it. What is something that you have just started that you feel like you started? You're like I want to stop talking about this, right? I want it to become like a part of just like my everyday life where I don't feel like I have to talk about it. anybody. There's <laughs> you're a challenge check,
4: checking your glucose. Like after I don't know if you watch my. Oh, I watch it. PM, like that, I realized how much I, I think everyone, whether you're diabetic or pre-diabetic or not even close. That just gives you information that makes you so aware Like for example Last night I had one glass of sangria And we had dessert My fasting glucose this morning Almost 12 hours later Was 96 Which my normal when I wake up It's in the 70s maybe low 80s
0: Watch this I don't know what those numbers mean. <laughs>
4: and the reason why... No, no, no. I'm
0: going to tell you, the reason why we were just having a conversation is she said that she has a hard time regurgitating information that she researches because she can't put it into layman's terms, right? And so I told her, I was like, why are you trying to put it in layman's terms? And I used her as an example. I was like, I don't know what the fuck she be talking about. <laughs> I have no idea what Lauren's talking about, but
4: reconnected
0: by me asking her questions. So I was saying to you, like... That's mm-hmm. how we connected because I'm like I have no idea. But she connected to you because you do speak at that high level. Right. But anyway, that was just a point I wanted to make of a conversation I had. But anyway, so I say that to say like you know, whatever you feel like you should be silent about is probably the thing you need to be loud about. You know. Yep. But anyway, so back to your numbers. What the hell does those what the hell do those numbers mean? I could talk to her like that because yeah, you
4: know. <laughs> absolutely. But but what what our gl- glucose does dictates our cravings it dictates our energy the the more that our blood glucose goes up and down like this the worse off long term we are so if people get a grasp just like anything that you can measure has has you have more ability to change it right so people measure inches people people take pictures every week people some people whether they get obsessed with the weight they have data that they can measure right Mm -hmm. so your blood glucose like diabetes is the worst i've seen so many terrible chronic diseases and that's the absolute worst i wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy and like i bet you anything half of us are on the way of being pre-diabetic no matter if we're overweight or not like so many people don't understand like there is stuff going on the cellular level that you can actually find out before it's too late.
3: I have a question for you. Like I did get one when yeah. you were
4: doing all your yeah, monitoring yeah. and
3: I started monitoring mine, but my average is way higher than yours. Is
4: that normal? No, it's not. No. And, and that's the thing. Like, so now that you know, you have the ability to change, right? Okay. Because you're not a type one diabetic. So if you're type one diabetic, that I'm means not. that you like, not. it's totally different. But a majority of people that it's, it's like a spectrum, right? And so you've got this curve. Type two diabetes is right here. Most people don't know until they're right here, but if you the earlier you catch it here, the fa- easier it is to reverse it and keep it momentum. Because your average number is in the
3: seventies, yeah. am I correct? Yeah. Okay, so my average okay. number is like eighty five to ninety five
4: is my average average. Because, because right now you are at a a place that you can reverse it and make it lower okay. because it like you're at a it's it's not where I'm, I'm like you need to go and get on diabetic medication, Sasha, but you're at a place that you can reverse it and get it to where it's lower numbers. I think the next
0: the next thing I want to ask you is so I, you're going to keep talking about it because you're an educator, right? But my my next question to you, which is, might be challenging, is so how long do you think into doing this? Do you feel like it will be? Less of you trying to figure it out for yourself and more of you educating people.
4: I, I mean, that, I'm actually interviewing someone who, she she's a physician who's kind of like-minded and she wore her glucose monitor for two years and so I'm about to interview her for my podcast. But Very cool. I, I mean, I'm, I think I'm going to put in a, a prescription for myself so I can wear it all the time because it's just so much easier to be able to scan it and know like... Just makes you more conscious,
0: you know. Yeah. cool. I like it. Gloria yeah. has the first question. What is the most frustrating excuse you hear from people, and how do you debunk it? I've said this before. Maybe you haven't heard me say it, but excuses are tools of incompetence. They build monuments into nothingness, and those who specialize in them seldom accomplish anything else. So, that's pretty much the first thing you say to someone they have an excuse. You be like, "Did you know the excuses are tools of incompetence?" You know. I think that it's a little beyond the actual excuse. Because I think we can have the same issue but really come up with different excuses. I think it's um, when people ask, like, well, what do you eat? You know? I think what's more frustrating is when people ask you a question where the answer you give them they're not going to utilize. So the way to deal with people who... Is it you or somebody else? No, somebody else. (laughs) Okay. You know, because if it was you, I was going to come for you. I'm sure
2: (laughs) they are.
0: No, but we all do. We all have this. But, um, you know, one of the things that I do is I just kind of dissect the problem. I'm like, so if they say, like, I can't do this because, you know, I have this, 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 and this. The first thing I say is, like, well, so do you want to do it or do you not want to do it? And then... When they say no, but not, but I really want to do it. Okay, so what are you going to eliminate so that you can make this possible? And if they say, if they come up with more and more excuses, it's like okay, so you're, what you're saying is you don't want to do it. You know, so it's almost like what I'm hearing is I know that's like so annoying, or some like may sound condescending, but it's like so what I'm hearing is yeah. you know, and then but the, but the. You know, like it's like you listen and you tell them what they said. It's almost like you have to become a you know a, a therapist, you know, a uncertified therapist. But um, but the real way to deal with people, that's like to help them understand that you're listening. But the real way you deal with people who have excuses is you find what they're really great at. What are you What are you great at? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to use you as an example. Where are you bad at? What
5: am I bad at?
0: Oh, well, then we have balance. At least we have balance. So So let's say, you, are you really good at balance in your life?
4: No.
0: Okay, cool, great. Why aren't you good at... all the time. All right.
5: I'm
0: 24-7. Cool, so now what are you good at?
5: What am I good at? I'm good at helping people figure out
4: What their problems are But yet I don't figure out my own Okay, but cool Helping
0: them solve their own problem than me. Okay, cool mm-hmm. But the reason why I ask what you're good at Is because So my question is Let's not focus on You not being great at what you do right. Or great at that But Why are you good at helping people Solve their problems?
4: Because of what I've been through in my life Right I use all of the experience about bad Good, bad
0: so you use the experiences to help them through their issues, but you don't use the experiences to help you through your issues. That's very interesting. So you basically have like you basically you know you have a, you have a, an excuse that is that doesn't need to be there, right? Because you have the tools, but you have the, if you have the tools to help other people, you have the tools to help yourself. You know, you just have to believe that the tools work for you too, and that's what you tell the same people. People or persons that have excuses. It's like, what are you great at? Why do you do it? And then you find out, and then you say, okay, great. Like, those same tools that you do, that you use to, to fuel what you're really great at, that's the same thing you do to fuel what you're making excuses for. Like, so for me, um, I'm a really great dancer.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, sure. right. Like, I'm
0: so good, y'all. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> Like, I'm so good, right? But, like, I'm a horrible, I'm like, I'm a horrible actor. Like, I'm horrible. Like, I'm using, like, something silly, right? I'm like, I'm so bad at it. Here's the thing. Why am I a great dancer? Because I feel it, like, I'm, like, the music comes on if I had to act to music, like I'm like I initially going to feeling. Like I'm feel it. Like I'm like, yes, like this is the energy the music is giving me. If it's like a Celine Dion song, like I'm like like I know. Like I know. Right? If it's a hip hop song, I know when it hit it. When it comes to acting, when it comes to acting, I have to use I have to use the emotion without music. So then I have to be more connected to it. Which makes it much harder for me to wanna to commit to it. Right? Dancing, like, I can, I can release the, something's driving, the driving force in acting, like, I'm, I'm scared of the driving force, which is really the soundtrack of my mind. But, the way that, you know, Scott keeps telling me, like, you should be an actor, you should be an actor the way the reason why i'm like okay like i'm going to do i'm going to try it just for fun is because now the very same emotion that i'm afraid of i'm going to turn it into music right so like if you help people understand like the thing that they're really great at and they do it every single day is the same thing that can help them debunk those excuses like use those same use the same things that you're great at to, to fuel yourself For the things That you're not great at Or the things That you're afraid of And excuses are really Like things that people Are afraid of It's just like You know Chip I don't mean To throw you under the bus Good he's not here You know <laughs> You know Chip and I Had a really great conversation Just sitting on the floor At the transformation center After I whooped his ass In a workout That we're going to do tomorrow <laughs> And you know I was just saying like Hey do you feel like You don't Like you don't Commit to this person Because of like What other people Are going to think And he's like Oh, yeah, you know? It's really great that you think you really care about what other people think because that makes him really focused on trying, like he's a great supporter, but if it's too much, it works the opposite way. Does that make sense? It's like you can utilize what you're really great at, to help debunk those excuses. All right, Stephanie, it's only one here, so it's definitely you. Um, How do you set boundaries with your family without creating conflict? So I need a little bit deeper, like what part of my family?
3: Um, Parents.
0: Parents, okay, so Scott and I have dealt with this. Um, I've dealt with this personally with my mom, um, and Scott and I have dealt with this personally with his parents. You know, we had this issue. I don't, oh, this is, like, so trivial, y'all, but you'll get it. You will get it. So Scott's parents love our kids so much. Like, it's the craziest thing. Like, his mom got up from dinner tonight to go play with them before she was even finished. And I was like, I ain't going to do that. I was like, hey. You know, but it's just, like, they just love them so much. So, like, there was a point, not, not now, because we've, I'll tell you how we worked on this. But there was a point that me and Scott would go outside and we would go play with our kids. And his parents would come out and then we would go do something else and the parents would come out and then we would go do something else and it was like we couldn't do anything without them wanting to be a part of it and it caused a lot of conflict, internal conflict because you care, you like, you don't want to be mean all the way to the point where we're like there was a time where they were like napping and we had a hard time napping and we had to be like you have to put them down on a nap even if they cry, we're trying to get a, like some st- st- stability here but it's like, oh, we're gonna do what we want. So it's like all these things that were conflict, right? So, one, is communication. But, you know, so, so many people are afraid to communicate. So what I did was, you know, Scott and I were like mad. We were like, literally mad. We're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this. And I was like, you know what? I'm actually gonna put myself in their shoes like I'm literally going to the other side and I'm going to do what they do and I'm going to do it why while they do it. I'm visualizing it. So when we went into the conversation, I was like, "You know what? I do the same thing to Scott. Like Scott will be working in the casita and because I want attention I go in there and I do this and I do this and I do this and I like interrupt him and I dance and I'm like he really he's really trying to work but it's because like I love him so much it doesn't mean that he doesn't want me around it's just that I love him so much and I want to you know so when I went into this conversation with him I was like I do the same thing to Scott I impose myself on him because I love him so much so I understand why you're doing it They both started crying because they were like, wow, like you didn't get mad. Oh, no, I was mad. I was just mad before I came here. (laughs) But the best way to deal with conflict, especially with with um, with people in general, with your friends, with your but mostly with your family, especially because they're, you know, your family, the closest people to you. The fights are worse is before you ask them why they're doing that. Like you kind of know, and put yourself in their shoes, and you're like, oh, they're pro- they're probably most of the time doing that because they love me. They're doing that because they're insecure. Why are they insecure? You know, like, and if you put yourself, if you go back to a point where you're like, oh, this is what I was really insecure about, then you could be soft on the person and hard on the problem. And it just like and it just opens up, and like everyone can communicate much better instead of like. Because most of the time, we fuel conflict with conflict. Like, we want to battle the conflict instead of, like, just breaking the conflict up. People say luck is when opportunity meets preparation, right? So I was, like, preparing myself for the moment, but putting myself in those spaces. And it had a lot to do with him. But for anybody out there, if you, if, like, throughout this next year, if you're like, oh, like, I really feel like I can do it, like, don't doubt yourself. Because I'm telling you, like, you can freaking do it. You can do it. And sometimes it might not end up the thing that you want or that you envision happening. It could just be something just as great because of the energy and commitment you put into going after that particular thing. I think the word goal is similar to the, goal, to the New Year's resolution. It becomes white noise, right? It just becomes white noise, it's like a New Year's resolution. I have a goal, but what's your investment? Like on a scale of one to 10, what is your investment? You invest money, you invest this, like, what is your investment? I have a couple more questions I wanna answer for multiple reasons. One, because they're good and two, because, um, you know, I have a camera crew here, we can motivate some more people. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this next question, uh, Teresa. Bottom line. bottom line. Only the bottom one. I'm gonna read them both.
4: Uh, this, is, this is good.
0: Do you ever have a backslide? How do you get yourself uh, back on track? Um, yes, all the time Not not necessarily Exercise wise per se Or nutrition, but more Emotionally um, And yeah, I think that It's normal, because I believe That the more you grow The more you're putting yourself in uncomfortable Situations, and the more The more you trust yourself, but the more You push yourself, the more you have minor Doubts, and sometimes you succumb to those Doubts, and so I'm just like naturally a person that if it's it's really hard, I'm chasing it even more. So um, I think you should look at it as a challenge rather than like you, you, you slid off track. It's like, okay, here's another challenge, you know?
2: Hold up.
0: You know, so. uh, But the second one, you said the second one. What is your step? What is what's that?
5: Your step one of your dreams slash goals. Like, what is your, when you decide that you have, like, I wrote a list out because, like, the mentorship coming up. So, like, I have things going on that I know that we're, like, maybe I want to talk to you about. But, like, when you decide, so I have a whole new set of goals, like, what would be your step one of trying to go after them? Because I kind of, I feel like I kind of went big on myself this year because I know... Like I'm just not cool where I was last year, so I think I want more, and so I have a list. What is your, what would be like your step one for when you have a list of, of new goals and things you want
1: to accomplish?
0: Yeah, I think that um, not to overwhelm yourself, because I think a lot of times when people have a goal, um, let's just take weight loss for instance. They're like, I'm going to work out five days a week. Yeah. I want to eat lettuce. Nothing wrong with salads, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm only going to eat lettuce. I'm not going to eat carbs. They put all of these things, which might probably go into something else, but they put all of these things as a step one. And the step one is like, I think like Melissa said earlier, it's like focus on the one thing that you know you can do. Because it sets you up for success because you have confidence behind that one thing, right? Um, And then two... What's that say? Well,
5: those were the, my, those
0: were the goals. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, so your goals are, goals are school. I
5: wanted to get my bachelor's. You want to get your
0: bachelor's. You want, want to step up me. and say what I mean and, and mean what I say. It. Change career choice. Yep. Where, do you, um, where do you mentally start? So, Ugh. so career choice is a lot of people, and who was it in the Transmission Center weekend in Nice? It was Sophie. You know, she was saying how she wanted to quit. And I'm like, what's the exit strategy? Like, sometimes to start something new, you have to have an exit strategy yeah, for what I'm you have, right?
4: I'm not working
0: right now. Okay, so, so. Uh, <laughs> it's a good exit strategy. <laughs>
4: I'm
0: like, That's I'm like, summer. can we all have that step? <laughs> <laughs> That's
4: a great yeah, plus, exit strategy. I'm like, what? Okay. man. Yeah. Okay. If you wanna get your bachelor's, just go to school.
0: Yeah, no. Yeah. Just go I to school. Yeah, I mean, I, take one class.
4: Mm-hmm. I'm taking one Take one
0: class. One class you know and just be like how am I going like how am I going to do with this right how much you have kids you know you have your spouse like how they manage your time by doing one right and you're like cool like And then, not only will you be able to manage that one thing, but your family will now see that you're committed to something, but you still can give them time. And when you can still give them time and they see you very happy with doing something new, they're gonna be like, mom, take more classes. Like, you know what I mean? Like, people, people get behind you, especially, like, with your family. Like, they get behind you when they see that you're happy. But if you kind of leave people in the dust, like, you know, it it, feel, it can create friction. If you're like, I'm taking four classes. Like, I'm not, here's a TV dinner. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's not going to work. <laughs> but to still be able to spend time with your family, like, I'm doing something new. They're like, oh, cool. And you work their way into it. Yeah. It's, it's one thing. Yeah. And so now you've added this, portion to your family. Um, Step up and say what I mean and mean what I say. Girl, I don't know how to do that because I'm like, I always do it. No. Um, I think that like, you know, I'm just kidding. Uh, So Scott and I had a deep discussion last night. You know, we, you know, and one of the things he said to me, you know, he, he... Sometimes just because of the person that he is And like his past Like he has a fear of answering a question Because of the way he thinks that Someone's gonna respond like the fear false evidence appear real like and I was saying to him. I was like oh my god I would never respond like that, but so but he then returned and said to me He's like I really like what we say in relationship vibration if you preface it with you know I'm talking to you as my husband right now or I'm prefacing it by saying like I don't want you to be nervous about this But I'm gonna say this I had a hard time being like well, what do you mean? I just want to ask you a question But then like after thinking about it for a while. I'm like oh, okay like I get it so it's not really being like, say what you mean and mean what you say with the head roll. No. It's more about, no, no, I know you're yeah. not like that, yeah. but it's more about helping people understand where you're coming from right. so that they can help you get there instead of like feeling like you're attacking them. Because yeah. I think in arguments in general, it becomes like, well, this is what I feel and this is what I feel. And everybody does it. I do it. Like we have a hard time of, again, stepping on the other side and being like, well, let me tell you where I'm coming from. Or like, can you help me with this? Can you help me with this when you have to talk to a friend where you have to talk to them about something that is really tough to talk about? Like if your friend did something mean to you or they were talking, even if your friend was talking about you and you know she did some shady shit, right? Like you can still be like, I need you to help me with something because like I really love you as a friend. Okay, what do I need to help you with? Well, this is what happened, and you just don't seem to be that kind of person. But, like, where did it come from? So then it's like, it's more of like, you have emotions there, you probably want to cuss them out. But if you want to get to the other side faster, have them help you along the way instead of fight with you along the way. Um, I hope they help. Okay. Judy. Okay, How do you deal with negative family members We kind of talked about the conflict If I told, I told my mom, I was coming here And she said, and her response was Jesus Christ <laughs> You should have said Yeah, pray for me because Sean's workout is going to be tough <laughs> Like that's exactly What you should have said You know and, and, But I think, I think it's like I think sometimes like When they say that, if you're standing up This is going to be really crazy If you're standing up, sit down and be like like, mom, can you tell me why you said that? Because that really hurt my feelings. You know, like, can you tell me? Can you tell me why you said that? Because then it and, and and to see, it's okay to cry. Like, I get it. I'm like, I get it. But I'm also like, and you can say it's okay for you to express yourself here because. I really want to know, you know, and it opens up the dialogue. They might, she might still be aggressive or she might still be in that space, but if you're calm and you're sitting there and you're letting them express themselves, usually when people start fighting against you or arguing, like it starts here and, it, and it, it phases out. The voice gets tired, the energy gets tired, and then they start to hear themselves talk, and then they start to make sense of what they're saying, unless they're really, really stubborn, but at least you sat there and you can say, okay. Because then you can leave and be like, well, I listen. And, and you can also say, well, that's not true. Because like, usually they're um, creating a story in their mind of why you're doing this. Like, you're doing this because of that. You're doing this because of this. Like, and then you can always say, well, I, I really wish you would ask me why I love doing this so much. Like, you're my mom. Like, do you remember when I walked for the first time? Like, I walked for the first time because I was like, really motivated and inspired because you do it. Right? And so, and I do that with my kids. You know, when I, think, I think a lot of times if I were to be in your mom's shoes, like if I say like, why would somebody do that? But then I'm like, why do my kids do what they do? Like they have a desire from somewhere to do it. So I don't like, it's not my job to change your desire. You know, maybe as a friend it's my job to help you understand the outcome of your desire But it's not to change your desire or to make you feel bad about something that you desire, right? So um, I think it's just like sit down and just say, hey, like, why did you say that? Like, that doesn't make me feel good, but I really want to know why you feel like that And then it just, it really opens up the If you have time, if you had to, if you had to jump in the car, you got to go But, you know, I hope that helps because you'll never know Unless you ask her well,
4: She doesn't really say anything So like, I say what Like why would you say that And she just gets quiet And like walks away Like Okay says, I'm obsessed Like it's more of like She sees it as a celebrity thing like, Yeah, obsessed with you Not like
0: And if I she says If she now, says you're obsessed you like, can be like Let me tell you what my obsession is
4: Use her words
0: Use her words Let me tell you what my obsession is My obsession is that I get to I get to Fellowship with other amazing women. I get to work out, I get to release my endorphins. I get to be happy on the other side of this experience. My obsession is like making myself better. Use people's words. Like if they decide like, you're so mean, you'll be like, you probably think I'm mean because of this, you know? Like if you're not really being mean. So, um, I hope that helps. And tell me how it goes. Cause I know you're gonna do it. Okay, this is my last question. Oh, what is the most frustrating thing about what you do? <laughs> also, what is the most enjoyable? Um, the most frustrating thing about what I do in my entire career, like the toughest part of my career has been dealing with people. It's really I want to use the word disheartening that like I'm like everybody's biggest fan, like I really believe that like, you can achieve anything you want I really believe that And then sometimes to have people that You know Most of the time it deals with money and contracts Most people like They, they, they see you as a box and rather, rather than a human It just like really sucks Because even those people that see me as a box They see me as a product I'm like no, 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 no but like I'm but I still root you on like I get what you want to do. And so that's that's the toughest part. It's like the the and you said what's the most enjoyable is your second question? My most enjoyable is the human experience and the thing that sucks is the human experience at the same time. But as I've gotten older I don't know if it's because I'm 41 and I, I think there might be people in here older than me, but I'm like, okay. I just don't. I'm like, listen. Well, Scott is... I, don't, I know, sh- don't tell nobody. Um, but I like, the older I get, I'm like, I, I really just don't have the time. Like, I don't know what happens to life as you get older, but I'm just like, I ain't got time for that. You know, and it's funny, again, I use my kids as an example, like, Silas is so upset that he can't take the bus to bed, you know, he's so upset, and he's so, like, the other day he cried, y'all, like, it was, like, the worst thing in the world, but I'm like, damn, like, I get it, you know, and as he gets older, He's going to be like, I don't want to play with no bus. <laughs> and then it's going to be video games. You're like, I don't got time for video games. And then it's going to be something else. Then it's going to be like when you get your first car, it's like, oh, I got to clean it. And the next thing you know, you're like, damn, I need to clean my car. Like, as you get older, things, like, things that are really important, and they are really, the bus is really important to him. So I'm not saying that it's not important. It's really important to him. But I realize that as I get older, certain things that, used to bother me, Just I'm just like ah, I'm not even giving it the energy and it's not worth the fight necessarily and so um, anyway, that's how I grow from that since I've, I don't know, I think it's when I hit 41 I was like, listen I just, I just don't have the time which takes me into this year, which my thing is maximizing my time so it kind of goes hand in hand um, that's my final answer <laughs> <laughs> Amanda, you're looking at me. Yeah, you have something okay. to say. Do no, sir. Do you same. ever
5: like go through like, uh, like passion burnout or like empathy burnout, like being no. empathetic with people? Like, do you ever that just weighs on you? Do you just go where you're just like, I,
2: uh, uh, no. Yeah.
0: no, 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 oh, yeah. Scott. Empathy burn up? Compassion? No. no. Thank
5: you. Because we go. Yeah. Our job. It's, it's a
0: thing. It's a thing. I think that uh, one of Sean's superpowers is establishing boundaries mm-hmm. and knowing what he can and cannot do. Mm-hmm. And the minute that he gets to the point of potential burnout, um, either he will say,
1: or Sam will say, "Me massage dude. Like I'm setting a massage. Or you need uh, a day alone at
0: tennis camp and on the castle." You know, it's like, so, uh, I think you have to understand, so I relate to that statement, because uh, I've been known to take on a lot of things, and there are times when I'm just like, I don't know what to do, like the head spinning, but it's about understanding who you are, what you can take, and when it's time for you to say, you know what, I'm, I'm establishing that boundary and saying, I'm not doing anymore for that, for your benefit. Because if I'm not good enough for handling myself, then I can't be compassionate for you. Yeah, I think that um yeah, but empathy burnout, like I don't have that I have burnout in terms of like just the energy I give. But like I just like I I don't have empathy or compassion burnout. I think because of what I've been what I went through as a child that I just get it. Like I connect to that right away. And it doesn't that actually doesn't take a lot of energy Away from me, to be quite honest Because, like, I just Get it, you know I understand, you know, a little bit Of what, you know, some people Go through because I went through something Too, you know, so um, And I don't look at it as a job That's the other thing, like, this being here Tonight is not a job Like, I re- it's really not a job and, and as I get As I get older and wiser And more experienced and just, like you know, in developing communities, and I think uh, it has a lot to do with knowing people. Um, like things become a, a, less of a job and more of a passion. So I chase passion, compassion, and empathy, I think. So, thank you. <laughs> Anything else? Well, you have something. Go. I
5: have such a random question because you always seem so happy, so positive. I'm not always. I know, and you you have struggles and everything, but do you ever come across in a huge live event um, situation where you're just like around a lot of people, you're so good at being so positive, but do you ever get into a room and then feel bad energy?
0: A group
5: of people, or any people, or anything like that, that might switch you in a different, make you go in a different direction.
0: Yes, I do.
1: <laughs> so,
0: but I've practiced how to get out of it quickly or change it. So, um, and Scott, Scott is in all my stories, obviously. But like he experienced this when we started, you know, as we as we grew in our relationship, we would go into a restaurant. And the server would just be a, fuck, like a nightmare. Like, it would be a nightmare. And I would look over at Scott, and I'd be like, watch what happens by the time she's finished with us. And so I used to practice with, um, I used to practice with servers at restaurants that were really mean. I'm like, (laughs) okay. And they end up, like, being our, you know, best. Like, we went to, our best friends, if you say. We went to a restaurant the other day just uh, for us to get away for a day. And, didn't the the, the service said something to you she said or the waitress didn't she say something like the table I had before oh yeah you it was, know it was miserable it was a table for you guys yeah but like she, ended she giving us a 30% discount oh. like but she but the thing is like she came to the table probably, you know, unhappy, but me and Scott, like, yo, what's good? Like, we're not like, hi, how are you? I mean, there's nothing <laughs> wrong if you're like that, but, you know, I was like, yo, what's good? Like, what's you, how you been? Like, what'd you, what you do today? I always, I always start with, what you do today? And they look at me like, well, you know how to do this and this, I'm like, and they, and they end up, like, telling you a story, and I'm like, child. Like, I, you know, I play around, and then we laugh, and then you, like, break it, and then the rest of the day is good. So, that's how I do. But um, I don't know if I told you this, but when I walk into a room, and this is where it gets really weird, so some people might roll their eyes or turn their nose up at me, but when I walk into a room, like when I walk into that room tomorrow, I'll know the common denominator of energy in that room and what I need to give to get it to a place. I know, right away, the minute I walk on stage. I feel when people are nervous, I feel when people are questioning whether or not they belong in the room, I feel when people are like super, super duper excited, I feel like when people are, like one of the things that I do, and I'll probably do it tomorrow, is I'm like, hey, like get rid of everybody else in the room. Because the minute, the minute, think about yourself, the minute you become positively selfish is the moment you get to focus on you. You know they had the poster and saying a long time ago dance like no one's watching like how many of you be in your underwear your whatever you know you just like dance sometimes Well people like Melissa do handstands and doors and you know but if you see her Instagram yeah. but like you know like you know how many times when you're by yourself and you sing that song out loud like it's great like nobody's there so like the first that's why a lot of times I say like from, from point A to to point Z like, if you came here with somebody, I'm so, look at them, I'm so happy you're here. But this is about me. And, and I hope you enjoy this moment for you too. You know? And then there are points in the, in the workout and stuff like that and experience where I'll say, hey, let's dance together. Because you do need a human connection. You do need that accountability or whatever. But, um, but that's how I do it. Like, I feel it right away. I think it's more from taking dance, teaching dance for so long and you get to see, how people like, feel the music. Some people are nervous to put their energy into the step and really being able to teach. And I taught dance from, from ages four to like 60 and beyond. So, you know, I think it, that helped. And it started when I was uh, 19 or so. So, um, yeah. So I just change it. I change it. And plus, like, let me tell you something. Like, I, you know, If you drop a molecule of black dye in this water, it's going to change colors. And so I just don't allow that to happen. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, let me filter this out real quick. Hold up.
2: What was that?
3: Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
0: Now, don't get it twisted. I get pissed off sometimes (laughs) and I love to, you know, Scott says I love to fight. I'm not afraid of confrontation is what it is. Like I'm not, and so I'm fine with it. It's cool. I just believe that There's another side to that Which is, you know But, um Yeah, I mean I get mad and stuff like that Like, I do
5: does.
0: Who doesn't? Okay. I mean, we all do the same thing So
5: Spidey sense mm-hmm. Spidey <laughs> sense Uh-oh
1: Yes, his <laughs> creepy, creepy. <laughs> when you like, messaged me when I was coming home from that dress rehearsal and I was just like destroyed over the dress rehearsal and it's like you knew like, you, know, you messaged me when I was just sitting I, down and you know, like oh my god that was the worst I'm the
4: gonna
0: be sick I just know nah, no, some of that is coincidence <laughs> but I think the thing is and this is what everyone here does I'll say this and then you know Aliza, I think you just like if you you learn to pay attention to people like and if you really care about people, like I really care about you guys. Like obviously, just people I have met for the first. We didn't meet before, right? The first, but like, oh like now you mine for life. Thanks, but like I just like care, and you learn to care, and you get to. But um, uh, Aliza, I just I wanted you to say. I was
3: gonna say you kind of downplay your power in what you do, though. Like when you pick up those energies. Yeah. Like, I don't think you're you very the ripple effect that it has. And um, I'm going to try not to. I got teary. I didn't people noticed it. But what you said just there, like what you're going to start with tomorrow or what you should start with tomorrow, that's what you started with at the Portland Beach or the Super Weekend. That was my first workout with you. And that was less than two years ago. And it was at a time that I. I needed to hear it. I needed to be able to walk in that room and just be me, and just focus on me. And somehow you were able to point to me at the back, and then I went home with your book that night, and page one, you verified that I was okay being strong. In my weakest moment, I could be strong. And then, you know, a few weeks ago, you commented that, in the twenty years, like I was one of the strongest people you have met. And I don't think you realize how much that meant because it's not it's not just about you, like you're wonderful and you're ugly. But you're busy, but it's the connection with her and her and her and we new people today that like you don't realize how much that that ripple effect of you being able to pick up on that energy. I don't know how you picked me up in my teal pants and gray shirt in the very back of that room. My first workout, not even able to see Scott doing the modifier, so I was probably all I was probably a mess. So that's why you picked me up.
0: No. It's definitely not. <laughs> I
3: don't know. I just couldn't see because I'm short and I was all the way in the back. Um, uh, but somehow and I wanna Like, in my mind, I want to think you picked up that energy of I really left everything behind. I wasn't the grief mom. I wasn't the mom who lost her daughter three months before. I wasn't, you know, having to be strong for my husband. I could leave it all outside and just give up my all in that 45 minutes. And I don't think you realize, I I hear you a lot of times downplay that power. And I think you need to own it, like, more. Mm. That... It's not always just that connection with you. You build these connections in these communities that are life-saving to others, you know? Like, there were so many moments, like, Eliza sent me something that meant the world to me. And all of these girls, and I'd like to try to think that I'd reciprocate that back when they have moments, Mm -hmm. but... Anyways, that's just I think,
0: though, like, you know, you, you said something really important, and I think that, you know, I'm going to get compassion burnout, but it is overwhelming. I say it to Scott, and I say sometimes, him. I'm like, I, you know, I'm like, I don't really think people, like, understand me, because, like, it's very overwhelming. Like, it's, it, it is. You say that, and I, I do downplay it a lot, because I think people are going to think I'm weird. You know, I'm usually like, I usually don't, I really don't, usually don't care what people think about me, but it's interesting that you brought that up, which is why I kind of got emotional. I say this guy all the time, I'm like, I just think like, I'm I'm like, this is, I I say to him like, oh, you going to think I'm weird. And really for the first time tonight, I think that like the other thing that's like, like a bit emotional, he goes like, no, I don't think you're weird. But in the back of my head, I'm like, no, you think I'm weird. But I'm like, oh, well, like maybe he doesn't think that I'm weird. You know, like maybe I don't give myself enough, you know, um, Credit, if that's the right way. So, thank you. Um, and, and I will say, I literally, in the last three, four weeks, I think because of the, the tennis, uh, like that coming to life and, and really connecting, obviously, with Serena, I was just like, no, like, like, you have to, like, you have to trust, you have, you know, I put trust and believe on there, but I think that we're always growing. And I'm like, no, like, you really have to trust this, like, you really have to trust. That what you do and what you say, and and you know how you connect is is really important. So, and how
5: many um, times have you like said something to somebody that you were feeling they're in it and it helped them? And you may not have even known it mm-hmm. because of that.
0: Yeah. Does
5: that make sense? I don't know.
0: Yeah, I mean, some people can. It's like it's, it's such a, it's so deep. Like I probably have to like think about it a little more, but um, um,
1: so even your music myths have gotten me and I, I know it sounds silly but have gotten me through tough days because I know when I'm at your events I'm so happy and the energy is so good and I pop on your music mixes or statements that you say there's one statement that you've said in the past your words have no power over me mm. and like somebody could listen to that and go you know, that was like so majorly powerful to me in my situation in mm-hmm. my life for the people I had around me like just saying that little thing in a live or in the group, or, like it just sticks and it just becomes so powerful and it doesn't only affect me but it affects, you know, my husband, it affects my mother, it affects my family because of my power that I gain just from a comment that you make or your music, you know, or coming to this event, you know, like just dropped a major bomb on these girls like like the vault was closed for four years like I think I shared you share with me yeah but I mean like once a something's in my vault like really you can trust that it'll stay in the vault for years and like I finally like let it out and like I kept thinking about you saying how holding it in is not good for you basically Mm. you say it better And I I used to struggle with that. I would say, well, I'll tell one friend, or a little bit here, a little there. And I'm like, that's good. I really don't have to tell everybody. But, like, when I let that out, I just went live, and I recorded it, and I shared it with these ladies. And I was so nervous. But when I let that out, I just lost, like, 4,000 pounds Mm. off my back and heart. Because of you. And I agree. Those comments. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I know you hear it from us, and we all come up to you, and we say, "Oh, you don't, you know, I, I lost weight, or I did." The, you know, I just hope, like you really, really. I never
0: throw it away. I great. never throw. I never throw away those comments, and I don't, and I definitely don't look at it as, like I think that's why I don't get compassion burnout, um, because I, and I've said this before. Okay, all right. <laughs> Scott's like you're talking a lot, but um, I've said this before. <laughs> You know, someone told me that, <laughs> this is crazy, but someone told me that, you know, my workouts won't work. They're like, the infomercials aren't gonna work. So my only focus was to focus on one person. I was like, well, if I help one person, this is like really great. So, like, when you come up to me, like, when anybody comes up to me, I'm like, You're, it's still one person. And I think that's why I don't get compassion burnout, because I'm not like, oh my God, there's like 500 people. I like go into this zone. Don't get it twisted, I'm exhausted mentally. Like, i have a headache after events sometime, but like, when I'm in the zone, you are one person. Like, when you're coming up and you're taking a photo, or when we're talking, or if I'm talking to you, if I pick you out of a crowd, if I come up to you and motivate you, you are one person. And so, um, it was one other thing that you said, you know, uh, you know, releasing stuff out of the vault. And I talk about my book, like, everybody's in the closet about something. Probably still today Like we all are at this table In the closet About something And if you're not You just came out Right And then you're going to Progress through your life You're going to progress And then you're going to Find something else out And it might not be Something super deep But like you're like Oh this is something That's like I'm holding this back And so let me get it out And and um, it's not easy You know It's not easy But to, to always talk about That stuff And to come out About something But I mean, it's just very interesting Because I think gay people you know we get this like like it's interesting in a gay community the first back in the day i don't know how these kids now are but um
1: (laughs) but back in the day back in the
0: day before gay was like accepted by a larger percentage of the the population like the first thing you would ask somebody you dated is like so when did you come out like it was a major question I don't know how it was for you Scott but it was like when did you come out when did you come out when did you come out and it was like this thing and so like I'm like but everybody's in the closet about something like we, if, we all, if we all said exactly how we feel politically right we ain't gonna do that but <laughs> <laughs> if we said exactly but for real but for real, here like some people connect maybe more than others but we're all here we're respecting we're listening to each other everything's cool but the minute you if you were to sit here and say everything you feel somebody you're going to feel like somebody's going to be like oh my god and it's you're going to get to a a thing where you're going to be like oh I'm not going to say that because people might judge me you know and I think that's what if I can just like for one time and I don't really do this I think like what makes me great is that I don't do that Mm-mm. I'm like And if I find myself like slightly doing it I'm like no, 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 no no. Like I call myself the, the most liberal person you'll ever ever meet Like you can tell me anything like, like, you can, like even if I meet people that like Do have like some crazy political view Like why would you talk to them Like they voted for the X, Y, and Z I'm like Because I'm having a good conversation with them right now That's why That's why I'm not going to do it I'm not going to feed I'm not gonna feed the, the engine of negativity because the way that we become one is by opening your mind up to how other people think and feel and that's how you develop the connection. Just hug somebody that you maybe not hug. Or maybe you think like before I left this, I wouldn't hug that person, but hug them. Because like the human connection and the human touch, like it literally, like can debunk so much negative energy. And so, not that you guys have negative energy, but if you just start to practice that, even in a good space, you'll feel really good about who you are and you'll be able to play that positive message forward. And with that said, I'm so excited that you are, you are the full, full Get Lit Experience and I'm very excited to kick your ass tomorrow. Thank you for coming and always trust and
1: believe in who you are.